Welcome to episode 184 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian, the Sauce Sharply. Hello. And Matt Cassell. You are so subdued with that hello. Usually it's like, hello. Ah, you guys go back and forth. Matt, normally you're the one that likes to go, hello. Yeah. That's not even words. It's just like, yeah, okay. Hey, I'm here. It is Monday night, February 27th. Wait, can, can I explain for just a second? I always have to go different than what Sharply brings. Like, you are you kick things off, Paul. You're very, you know... Uh, v- high energy. High energy, yeah. That's, a, that's those Red Bulls you have right before every episode. And then Ian comes in with, like, his friendly candor and, and enthusiasm. And then I can't just, like, copy Ian. Like, otherwise, what's the point of having me? So I got to bring something different to the table. That's why it's usually like, hey... Okay, true. that's and, true. And, and I do that for the benefit of the show, because as you guys know, that's not me. I know. You're- You've got the heat. You always have the heat, <laughs> but you adjust the heat accordingly. Sometimes that's it has right. To be turn it up. Turn, turn it the down. burner high. Turn the mat burner low. So sometimes World of Warcraft's better than the Lego Batman movie. You know, just got to adjust that heat. Uh, no, the Lego Batman movie's better than World of Warcraft or whatever Warcraft. It was See, just Warcraft. We, we agree, everybody. We're we're a bunch of friends. We're three friends stroking each other off every Monday night. The best stroke fest you ever heard. Tonight we're gonna stroke each other off to a little Oscars talk. Uh, we're gonna get into a question I want to pose to my podcast brethren about the Han Solo solo movie that Wait, was didn't uh, you the pose, photo that was released. Didn't you pose Han Solo questionnaires to us last week? Paul. I did. This may just be this may just be a theme until this movie comes out because this stuff happens during the week when we're not recording. Let's I call it know. trap of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's I don't think it's trap of the week. Answer um, me. It's not. Could it's you not answer a trap. me this? It's not an attack. It's just I have an opinion and I want to know what you guys' opinions are. And this is the best forum to get that in. You're right, Paul. That was a little condescending, wasn't it? I was going to let it go, but god damn was what? that. You're right, Paul. Was, was it? I was just saying you're right, Paul. That, no, 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 no. No, that's not the tone you said. You were, hey, you, buddy. It was, I think you're right. That's better, Archie Andrews. <laughs> Gee, Willikers. You were a dick. Yeah, that was cold. That was ice cold. You know what else is ice cold? The fucking Nightwing movie. Well, that's what else we're going to no, no. talk about tonight. That is ice cold, but I think he was going to say that housekeeping is cold as ice. Oh, Matt, do you want to just pass over Nightwing talk tonight? I'm sorry. I forgot to, to tease Nightwing. So, yeah, we're going to talk Nightwing. But After ice cold housekeeping. The frigid, frigid McSauce.com. Get a blanket because there are some chilly web comics there's a frozen podcast and some reviews that are that are that are a little uh, little brisk if you go to mixsauce.com you can check out all of those thrilling chilly things you can also hit us up on facebook we have a active a lively instagram page so if you go to instagram type in Mix sauce. You can find some behind the scenes kind of items for these strips. 
And um, if you want to listen to some of the old school episodes, mixauspodcast.libson.com for all the oldies but goodies. And I want to give a shout out to a good friend of the pod, Larry Ganny, who runs the Guest Room Podcast. He has been a longtime supporter of us, and we also support him. He does a uh, he he brings his unique perspective on pop culture, television, films, and I guess the world of drumming. Which I mean, come on, Larry, drumming just just drumming. Ice cold housekeeping. You can find the Guest Room Podcast anywhere that you subscribe. Hey, Larry's to- quite an accomplished self-taught <clears throat> drummer. I didn't say that he was a bad drummer or that drumming is bad in itself. He knows things. He does know things. Deep I, cuts. Deep cuts. Larry knows them. Just I've watched. I've watched. Just poking uh, the bear. That's all. He's gonna fucking. Oh, he's gonna be so upset. Like the time that I said, um, what was what's that? What's the fucking drum movie with Miles Teller? No, Drumline is good. Um... Whiplash. Whiplash. I said something about Whiplash or Birdman or one of the heavy drum-centric movies of the past two years. And I said something on Incendiary. Twitter yeah, about how drumming was boring. And I think I got my, my tweeter all heated up by Mr. Ganny. Your so tweeter was hot. It was hot. So if you want to check out Mr. Ganny, he's going to have a hundredth episode coming up soon. So... Please jump online, support him, and subscribe in the iTunes store or Stitcher or anywhere else that you find podcasts. So we're going to touch on a little Oscar talk. Uh, I don't think any of the three of us would consider ourselves cinephiles, but there were a couple uh, awards that pertained to our genre, uh, one of them being best... uh, hair and makeup and the award went to suicide squad uh saw a lot of um a lot of butt hurtness on social media from star trek fans thinking that star trek beyond should have won and i agree i think star the folks that did the star trek beyond hair and makeup crushed it um like a lot of that stuff was so ingenious and unique i don't know how they didn't win that award um but suicide squad came away with the award um sure someone expertly dyed jared leto's hair green and killer croc looked solid but some, some very expert runny mascara on margot robbie yeah but the the star trek the star trek aliens were just looked so good yeah they did really look great <clears throat> so is this a is this uh can McSauce unanimously agree that the Academy dropped the ball on not awarding Star Trek Beyond Best well, Hair and Makeup? What I want to ask is, should Rogue One have been amongst the better makeup jobs? Or no? I'd say no. No? Why is that? Nothing really memorable sticks out from Rogue One makeup-wise. The aliens didn't didn't do it for you. Well, a lot of the aliens were already aliens that we'd seen. We've aren't, seen. Aren't those more special yeah. effects, Matt? I mean, uh, this is this is hair and makeup. I uh, yeah. I mean, I was thinking like um, 
some of the some of the guys like um on Jetta or maybe like the you know the what are Jared Umway's contact lenses. Those uh and his haircut and um a great haircut. <laughs> there was the Mon Calamari in it. Maybe it should have been nominated. I, I don't know. I think that's fair, but I think Star Trek Beyond had some pretty great traditional. What were the up. what were the other ones? There was one other movie that was nominated. What was the other one? A man called Uvo. And that was that was better than Rogue One. I'm not saying it is <laughs> the Academy is. I don't know anything about this film, so I didn't catch like I I, I didn't catch a lot of the Oscars because uh, I really don't give a shit. But the parts of it that I did catch were this hair and makeup category, and it like to me it was pretty much. Star Trek and some other stuff, because there yeah. were only there were only three things nominated. It was and the Suicide other thing, Squad, Star and Trek, and the other and this thing was like a man a, called Uvo. Um, nothing stood out to that movie. I also caught Best Wardrobe, and the bulk of the nominations you were you mean from, Best Period Picture? Exactly. The bulk of the nominations were oh, let's recreate something that we've already seen from the twenties. That's not. That's not a, going above and beyond to win an award. That's, well, let's just open an encyclopedia and see what they did in the 20s. Yeah, costume design. The winner was Fantastic Beasts. Allied, a period piece from World War right. II. Right, and, and yeah, it should have gone to Fantastic Beasts because Fantastic Beasts had to go ahead and take a 1920s concept and adapt it to what wizards would wear in that time and develop all new costumes for... Well, for that, I feel like you're stretching a little bit because what wizards would wear seemed pretty similar to what everybody wore. I don't think that the Newt's commander looked any different than any other. Right, and that's what, that's, that's, what, that's what I initially thought. And then in the montage of of shots from the movie, there are like you know big wizard conventions where you 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 get to see more of the wizard wardrobe. Which is a little more unique than just oh what's what are we gonna put um that actor with the big eyebrows Colin Colin Farrell, Firth, Colin Farrell yeah Colin what are Firth we gonna put Colin Farrell in in the twenties getting your Collins all so, jumbled up yeah like I I, I thought that was kind of light but um yes I think Star Trek got robbed I don't really as I said I'm not butthurt about it but like man that shit was fucking cool and. Star Trek Beyond. That was a really good movie, too. And Suicide Squad, solid movie. But makeup, nah, it was all right. Matt, you have a different Oscar beef, though. Also surrounding Rogue One. Yeah, it, it lost out for best visual effects to um, The Jungle Book, which was good, but I think, I think Rogue One was better. I felt like its effects were more real i thought they were more seamless with uh with you know the live action stuff in, so, in spite of you know tarkin i was i was even going to add tarkin resurrecting uh deceased cast members in a although there was some uncanny valley stuff happening i think that they did a fairly decent job it yeah the performance was good uh yeah i would have to agree um it wasn't uh 
it wasn't like de-aging somebody. It was truly just recreating someone that really existed. And, and to an, an unknowing eye, they might not realize he was CGI. Uh, you know, we know people that saw that movie that didn't know that that was a computer character. We knew it. It had, it had to be. Um, so that kind of killed part of the illusion for us. But those effects were better than so, um, well, were well, better me, than the Jungle Book for um, sure. Let me ask you this question. Okay. Do you think the Rogue One effects resonated more with you because, um, you were more able to suspend disbelief because you know a tiger cannot speak English? But you don't know what a Star Destroyer crashing into another Star Destroyer really looks like? Do you think there's a level of real, like realism that is that they're not able to capture? That that's why yeah. that fell a little short for you? Yeah, I get your question. Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I think I was more looking at like the technical level of things. And... You know, some of the fur, for example, on some of the animals felt kind of not real when it interacted with that little boy. Maybe, maybe fur looks different in space. I meant in the Jungle Book. Maybe, um, well, yeah, but maybe the the atmosphere on Jeddah makes uh, Pondababa's fur react in a different way. Can you? I'm going to turn the microphone off. (laughs) You know, you know, you're missing it, right? I didn't. I didn't see Jungle Book. Uh, I'm just asking questions. The Jungle Book was a good movie. It was it had very good effects, but I really don't think they're on the level of of uh, Rogue One. They weren't on the level of other shit that wasn't nominated, like Star Trek. We we touched on this briefly before we started recording, and my initial argument for Jungle Book was that doing the Paul thing, arguing for the thing you didn't see. Go ahead. Um, I don't, I I think there is something more egregious that is the Paul thing that I've done for 180 episodes. There are many Paul things, but this is, this is one, this is one of tonight's Paul thing. But this, this isn't something that like, I'm going to take up the sword for and like say, fuck you for Okay, go ahead. Uh, but, but, you know, we were having a conversation before and I was thinking, well, you know what? Maybe they gave it to Jungle Book because Jungle Book just had a more expansive list could, of effects. They could pretty be. much had to make an entire movie right, that was of shot, special effects. Yeah, a lot of green screen there, like kind of half-built, sort of like and set type things. Right, and I don't necessarily agree with quantity over quality, but it's something that could be taken into consideration. I think so, but I think sometimes you forget just how much uh, CGI might go into a Star Wars shot. You know, like, I mean, if they're anything like the prequels, every shot is enhanced in some way visually. And, you know, I realize there was a lot less green screen with the last two Star Wars movies, but I still think that the amount of visual effects is very vast for those movies. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, it probably had less than the Jungle Book, but I think what it did have was better. I mean, clearly the Academy wasn't taking bulk into consideration because... Kubo and the Two Strings is a completely stop-motion film. From what I understand, I, I didn't see it. I'd like to see it. It is. It, it's definitely enhanced with... some. Comp- yeah, I mean, like, there are, I've seen, like, a dragon that glows, and there's mm-hmm. fire and stuff like that. 
But isn't doesn't that fall into a totally different category? Doesn't that fall not under as, best animation? Not as far as the best achievement in visual effects category would suggest because they're just part of it. So hmm. I mean, I'm just pulling from the list, Paul. That's all I can do, man. I stick to the facts. I don't not stick to the facts. I just present some outside questions. <laughs> And I, I, I didn't know. Like I would have expected Kubo to fall into like. I think best it also it was nominated feature. for it, best animated it feature. It also gets that as well. Yeah, it got it got shafted twice. Although I wouldn't say it got shafted in the visual effects department, but Zootopia it was Zootopia one for best animated. Zootopia film. was good. I right? saw that. Yeah, and stiff competition this year. Yeah, Kubo was better. I I saw both, and and I would definitely give the nod to Kubo. There wasn't much this year that won that I was like, yeah, right on. I think it deserved that. Pretty much everything I was rooting for lost. Sorry, buddy. Believe it or not, you know who I was rooting for for best actor? Um, Who were you rooting for? I, I were rooting for Andrew Garfield. Yeah, that's amazing since you've spent most of your McSauce career uh, hating on him. Um, yeah, I, yeah, you're right. Um, I think I've been awfully harsh on Andrew Garfield over the years because I just didn't appreciate what he brought to the, uh, Peter Parker character. I thought that it was just, just wrong, but he's really grown on me in the other things that I've seen him in. Did you see silence? That was very silent. Did that pick up? Oh, excuse me. Um, d- did I see silence? No, I didn't. Did you? I did not either. No. I wish it. It makes me think that there should be more availability of these Oscar-nominated films at for for home viewing purposes, leading into the Oscars. Because I think, from what I heard, this Oscars was the lowest rated in the past nine years. Was it really? It was. And I think that a lot of that has to do with a lot of the films that were up for the major nominations, Manchester by the sea, moonlight, captain, fantastic fences. Some of those films were either short runs or weren't in the theater for very long. And you can't really build buzz on a film that a lot of, People don't. Get I feel like that's a thing that the Oscars do all the time. They yeah. they have these movies that that get some critical acclaim, but not any kind of box office success. Yeah. Um. Hey, I have a question though. Did Ian? Did you watch the Oscars last night? Did you see? I watched most. I watched up until uh, probably about a half an hour before the big snafu of uh, ah, best, best boy, film. did I love that. So I didn't but, see that. Did you see Vigo Mortensen kissing some dude? No. Or um, being caressed or whatever by some dude? I did not see and that. Then was it like, in a joking oh, way? Or? I don't think so. And not that there's anything wrong with that, Paul. But it, it, he's gay, right? I guess he's got to be. Vigo? No, I think he's pretty straight, my man. And what makes you think that? Um, Probably whenever I find whoever he's married to. And uh, hmm. I'm looking. Uh, let's talk amongst yourselves. So, um, Paul, you missed the Oscars last night. Didn't miss a whole lot. Yeah, I I, I didn't think so. Um, I don't watch a whole lot of movies. I certainly didn't see any of the movies up for Best Picture. 
Why would you? Uh, not, it's not my bag. Hacksaw Ridge is good. I would like to see Hacksaw Ridge because I like Andrew Garfield. I think yeah. you would be, you would have some interest in Arrival, Aliens, Space, yeah, like uh, you know, did even, you see Arrival? Even I haven't, but I am gonna see it. Even it's Moonlight, I'd like now. to see because uh, Mahershala Ali impressed me so much in Luke Cage. It's weird that he won for best best supporting, right? Yeah. Um, in a role where he was only on screen for fifteen minutes, and that always shocks. Is that me all he was in that movie for? Yeah, it's a Moonlight is a three part structured film where they take the main characters youth teenage years and whenever he becomes a man and um we only get about 15 minutes of his his boyhood Mm -hmm. um and he was a like a father figure yeah yeah and eventually tragically he sort of ends up in this drug dealer role just like his his mentor i just think it's kind of strange that I watched it and it's great and I love him, but I think that it's odd that that would be something that would jump out to the Academy and say this is the best supporting role whenever there wasn't much to, there wasn't a lot of meat on that role in my estimation. Yeah, Not saying he didn't uh, deserve it. Yeah, yeah, like there's, I'd like to see this stuff, but there's only so many hours in a day and there's other things that I would like to see more than a movie that I may or may not really have any interest in. When there's plenty of things that I'm excited to watch other than, oh, I should see Hacksaw Ridge because a lot of people like it. I think Arrival, I'm looking at the list here, Arrival's the only one that you're going to have any kind of enjoyment. You don't think Paul would get any enjoyment out? Okay, Paul, let me ask you this. Did you like Saving Private Ryan? Yeah, yeah, I'm not not against that stuff, but like, I'm not going to search it out like if i have two hours of my day to watch a movie Mm -hmm. but i have like two hours of the walking dead to watch like i'm gonna watch the walking dead Mm -hmm. or elementary which is just as much a legitimate sherlock holmes outfit as sherlock shots fired shots fired yeah, so, like there's there's just a lot more a lot more television that I would prefer to get through than sitting down and watching mm-hmm. a movie. Ian, do you have any other final Academy Award thoughts before we move on? I wish that more mainstream movies got some Academy Award shine. I wish that Rogue One was up for for more stuff. I wish that right. honestly, I mean, like stuff that we've all seen. Well. Okay, let me ask you this. Sure. What to you, what was the best picture of the year? What was your best, favorite? I movie? mean, my favorite was Rogue One. Yeah. See, mine was like either Don't Breathe or Rogue One and Hacksaw Ridge. Those were like my yeah. top three. And shit. If those three were in the final and then like, you know, I had to pick or somebody had, was gonna pick a winner, that would be tough. In the past couple of days, I went just because I wanted to sort of know what the conversation was about, I went out of my way and watched Moonlight, I watch Hell or High Water, um, I watch Manchester by the Sea, and I'll tell you what, man, while some of them were quality, I, I, I liked Moonlight, I'm probably never going to watch Moonlight again, Manchester by the Sea was sad, I'm you never going to watch, watch that again. again? Moonlighting. Moonlighting. <laughs> Good old Bruce Willis joint when he still had hair. 
Hell or High Water. That might be the closest one to me rewatching it. But none of these films, at least the ones that I watched, have a high rewatchability mm-hmm. or a moment where I always judge a film when I'm in the theaters and I'm watching it. I say to myself, oh, man, I what can't, gets me hard. I can't wait to go back and watch this moment again. I can't wait to watch this scene. I can't wait to watch Darth Vader tear some shit up again. <clears throat> and none of these films had Did any that happen that. in Moonlight? I wish. Did no. Darth Vader tear a little black boy up in the moonlight? You know, nah, was, just two just two dudes kissed. There was know, one super year romantic. There was one year where um there were a couple of good movies that were nominated. Um was it ninety four Forrest Gump and Pulp Fiction? Was it ninety six when it was Liar Liar? No, that wasn't nominated. Oh, how about this? Can we um can we get a best comedy? Uh, you mean like the Golden Globes does? In the Oscars, though. I mean, right? Don't, but don't you're saying think... do it the way the Golden Globes does it? I, and have... Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, mean, whatever. wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that be? Well, wouldn't that is, add more this viewership? Is probably the way the Oscars distinguishes themselves because they don't believe in such nonsense as fun. Right. Well, if you're not serious <laughs> drama or like someone being a different race or gender like you don't whatever right it, it's pointless paul what are your final academy award thoughts giant industry stroke fest doesn't matter one fucking bit all right there you have it all right let's move on to the han solo movie well uh, i'm interested for a this a little more in our wheelhouse so um i've been i've been pretty against the Han Solo solo film. You think? The Han Solo Star Wars story, since it's been announced. I don't really think it needs told. I have such a harsh attachment to Harrison Ford as Han Solo that I can't I can't get behind someone else taking up the mantle of Han Solo. He's such an iconic film character. Uh, you know, I, I can't and same with same with Billy D. Williams as Lando. You know, I I I like Donald Glover, but um it's so hard for me to wrap my head around new actors playing these characters and making a whole new movie. Right. So I've been against it from the very beginning. Um Larry Ganny, who's come up a couple times tonight, uh, host of the guest room podcast. Uh, I posted something something about that on Twitter about not being able to get behind new new actors as, he, as these characters and he was like look I'm as big a Star Trek fan as you're gonna find and that's true he loves Star Trek and he said you know eventually I was able to get behind Chris Pine and Zachary, Zachary Quinto as these iconic characters that I had only known as William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy and I'm like alright that's a really great that's a really great point you know I'm I'm, I'm behind it and I was like, you know what? Maybe I can get on board with this with this Han Solo movie. Uh, but then I thought about it a little bit more, and you know, this may be completely technical, and I'm sure it's completely objective. I don't know which one it is. I never know which one it is. It's the one where it's my opinion, it, not about the subject matter. I don't believe that that's your, technical. Your opinion <clears throat> would be subjective. So I'm thinking of it completely subjective, and I'm like, yeah, but this isn't this isn't a new. This isn't, you know, Earth 2 Star Wars. This isn't a new universe. 
This isn't a spinoff timeline where, you know, Han Solo is Chris Pine mm-hmm. or where Han Solo is Alden Ehrenreich. Mm-hmm. This is Alden Ehrenreich grows up to be Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. And I still can't get fully on board. Well, he turns into Harrison Ford, what, five years later? This isn't right. This isn't thirty years prior Han Solo, you know. Like it worked with Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan because he was a young version of like a sixty-five-year-old man. It worked. So all that said, all of my reservation toward this new casting and everything, uh, they released. Uh, it, it's not an official movie image. It's just of all the cast in the Millennium Falcon cockpit mm-hmm. and Chewbacca. And, um, Everyone looks pretty good, and Chewbacca's in it, and it kind of gave me the first positive thought for this Han Solo Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. Alden Ehrenreich looks pretty good in that picture. Um, granted, it's one still shot, but uh, we are nothing here at the McSauce Podcast if we don't break shit down to the molecule. Nitpick. Uh, he looks good. Like he looks really good, and he's the main the main crux of it for me. Like if if he can't carry this as Han Solo, everything else falls apart. Um, but he kind of sold me in, in in that image a little bit. He's he, he's handsome. He's awkwardly handsome. Maybe awkwardly handsome. Yeah, because Harrison Ford isn't like handsome handsome. Harrison mm-hmm. Ford's you know roguishly handsome, mm-hmm. and Alden crooked nose handsome. Yeah, and Alden Ehrenreich is also Alden. Alden also looks roguishly handsome. So, well, a little more positivity toward this movie for me based on this one image. Mm-hmm. Did this give either of you this image? Did it give either of you any kind of swing toward this movie? Ian, why don't you take it? Um, n- no, it's just a picture. Matt. <laughs> Paul, I, I actually completely agree with you. Uh, this is nonsense. I have been really against this movie. I, I'm still not excited for it, but it was the first positive uptick that I've had for this movie really since they've announced it. And I'm surprised that I think it actually looked pretty decent i still don't think he looks like harrison ford the haircut does but there's again i'm gonna go back to ewan mcgregor there was there was kind of a similar something i don't know if it was the eyes or what it was there there was something that ewan mcgregor just just before he was even obi-wan when you just saw like pictures of him you could kind of see it you're like yeah yeah i can see that this still kind of feels like some bullshit stunt double that's like, ah, yeah, this is this is Han Solo, but it's not Han Solo. So um, the hair looked good. I got to give him, give him credit there. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I'm still not like super excited about it. Let, like, let me, let me just jump right back in for one second. Yeah, when go I, ahead. When I say, no, it's just a picture. I mean that, yeah, I was on board with it. I think it'll be fine. But I don't think that there's much that you can really glean from an unofficial cast photo. No, certainly not. But coming from uh, coming from my opinion of this entire thing, which shouldn't be happening, like I'm like, well, 
now after seeing this photo, after seeing, like, he looks like he may be able to get it done. And it's one picture, one moment in time that maybe they lucked out in and they got it right. It could still be garbage. Uh, Like, he still needs to be Han Solo. Like, it's not like a character like Batman who is malleable and able to be each actor's interpretation of that character. Han Solo is Harrison Ford. So, like, this guy's going to have to have, uh, you know, speaking cadence of Harrison Ford. He's going to have to have Harrison Ford's register. Like, he's going to need to lead in to Harrison Ford, and those are huge shoes to fill. But Do you think that Chris Pine kind of takes it easy on trying to do his best Shatner because he's Earth 2 Captain Kirk? Yeah, because he doesn't have to be William Shatner. He's different Shatner. And I said before... like I don't think it means a lick of difference. I think right. he's trying to do his best representation of Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk is William Shatner. He tries to do that that thing the best he can. It doesn't matter if it's Earth 2 or a separate dimension to that actor. I don't think Chris Pine is trying to do William Shatner whatsoever. I think Chris Pine is trying to do the... Uh, the arrogance, the confidence of Captain Kirk indifferent to how William Shatner did it. And it's also he built still has into to do the, the same, that a he, similar cadence, a similar but he way doesn't. that he Okay, so then it's then it's different. It is but it that's is acceptable. Different. Right. And I understand it's it's super fucking nitpicky to me, but it is different because it's a different timeline. It's a completely different universe. You can roll your eyes all you want. It's just stupid. It's where... a stupid conversation and a stupid argument. That's what I think. <laughs> Paul's looking at me. I guess I'm supposed to say something now. Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess we're done. Night. Uh, uh, DC's making a Nightwing movie. Um, Ian, do you have any thoughts about the Nightwing movie? Is that worth your time to talk about? Yeah, we can talk about Nightwing. It's better than like a picture and what we're going to juice out of one image. I mean, I just think it's silly. Ian, hold on a second. When we were prepping for the show and we said we're going to talk about this picture, right? you were like, yeah, that's cool. Let's do it. And we started talking about it, now you're being pissy about it. Am I being pissy? I gave yes. my two cents. Yeah, you're I being... Gave, I gave my two cents yeah, about it. Yeah, you're being a jerk. I gave my two cents about it. You were, yeah, you did. And then you can just shut up and not give any more sense, but you keep giving more sense, which are jerky. Okay, sure. I can uh, Jerky sense. Okay, that's fine. Like, my point coming into the Han Solo thing was that I've been so hard on this movie out of the gate that this is the one, the one brief light of hope that there could be something good to get out of this movie. But you're hard on everything like this. So what? What is there? What, I don't think what I'm difference? hard on every Marvel movie what, like what, this. What difference does it make? You're you're tough on everything. Like in I'm not this hard vein. on Star Trek movies like this. I guess you're right. I'm not hard on you know Moonlight like this. Right. Very similar properties. Yeah, I I guess it's it's stupid. It's dumb. But that's like. That's the point I was making is that it's such a tiny thing, but 
it's okay for Chris Pine to be a completely different Captain Kirk because he is. He doesn't act like William Shatner. He certainly doesn't speak like William Shatner. He, he does but a lot of he's that a different, stuff. It's, he's a totally different. He doesn't do it's subtle. one lick. It's subtle, but he still he does, does have a cadence. He doesn't do one lick of William, William Shatner caricature. But Alden Ehrenreich needs to grow in to Harrison Ford, just like Ewan McGregor had to grow into Alec Guinness, which he did. He watched those movies. He watched the Alec Guinness movies over and over again. He spoke like Alec Guinness. He had the cadence down. And I think that's a hard, that's going to be a hard task to give to a young guy like Alden Ehrenreich. But he at least looks like him. And that picture, like he, he looks like he has the spirit of Han Solo. So it's a little bit of light in the darkness for me about this Han Solo movie. Ian, are you excited about the new Nightwing movie? <laughs> You're not going to like this either. I don't think that we need to do any more Batman universe stuff. Who's going to direct this Nightwing movie? Uh, your favorite Chris McKay from the Lego Batman franchise. Mm. Now, do you feel like he got that that gig because the Lego Batman movie was successful? I'm sure he, he probably even got it. They probably gave it to him even before... Mm-hmm. The success of the Warner Brothers, the studio up. probably saw it before and liked the movie it was and greenlit. Right. Yeah, greenlit it. Um, so uh, Nightwing, um, that's Dick Grayson. Do you think we're gonna get like wh- how, where is this gonna show up in the in the timeline? Is this gonna showcase him as Robin first and then spin off into his own character Nightwing, or is it gonna be he's an established? Superhero in Bloodhaven. Batmanless. Uh, I'd say probably after his time as as Robin, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, who who would be an appropriate villain for a Nightwing movie, Paul? Probably someone like Black Mask. Now, why would Black Mask be the right pick and not the Penguin? Because Black Mask is a really cool underrated Batman villain that we know nothing about that can be spun off into a Nightwing villain. Uh, the, I think he's he, he's a, just a different kind of Penguin. Mm-hmm. Penguin's been established as a Batman villain even though he's, he hasn't been done right on film. Don't we also have a... Isn't, isn't there some Robin Two-Face sort of dynamic that happens in the comic books? Where two in the there was a Robin miniseries where they kind of played Two Face as his sort of nemesis. For a I while. don't remember that. When was that? Yeah, it was it was a while ago. I forget who who did. Was it Chuck that. Dixon? Was it because he wrote those Robin miniseries back in the nineties, Paul? It, you it wasn't. Understand. It wasn't those. Uh, no, those I movies. remember that too, but I don't remember what the connection was. Because wow, I don't remember that like, at all. Batman's main or Rob like Dick Grayson's main main villain was always uh, Zuko, the guy that ran the Tony Zuko, the Haley Circus that you know took bribes that resulted in his parents' death. I think that the gist of the miniseries was Harvey Dent was somebody that worked side by side with Bruce, and Bruce failed them. And he didn't want to do the same thing with Robin. 
Um, I think it was Robin Year One is what I'm thinking okay. of. Chuck's, Chuck Dixon was the the writer of that. Let me go and see. Yeah, who. Chuck Dixon has always been a really quality writer for, for that character. Going back to uh, the very first Joker, or the very first Robin miniseries called Joker's Wild. Or, well, no, you know what? I take that back. The first one was just called Robin. Then you had Robin 2. The Joker's Wild. You remember that, Ian? I, I, I do remember that. Those were some of my earliest comics. Like shiny covers and all well, that. Well, no, no, no. You they were regular covers, but they would have the about a like a playing card size hologram on it somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember that. Um this Robin Year One, Marcus Marcos Martin and or Martin and Chuck <laughs> Dixon worked on that and it did chronicle the beginning of uh, his career as Robin and juxtaposed him against Two-Face. So I'm pretty okay with them maybe trying a Nightwing movie. I think, you know, Dick Grayson, Robin, Nightwing, I think he's a really good character and I've enjoyed the uh, the Nightwing series over the years. Um. And I think it's pretty cool that you have this sidekick character that has since over the years really kind of come into his own as as a really cool top tier level like superhero at DC. I do feel what you're saying about, you know, there's enough Batman in this universe. Yeah, I I think that I'd rather see a Batman film where they kind of get him right the whole way through and then spin off instead of making all these plans uh, in advance to them, even nailing down a writer director for the new Batman movie. Well, they do have a director. Did they announce that? I don't Yeah. Matt Reeves is back, which is what didn't we like trash him? Yes. Yeah, which is, you know, just par for the course for the shit show that Warner brothers is that like this guy walks away. Then they lure him back. Now we're announcing a Nightwing movie. How about get your fucking house in order? Before you start rolling out all these different spinoff movies, yeah, it it is a little frustrating that they're you know looking at doing a Nightwing movie when we're not even sure that they've kind of have the the ship steered totally correctly here with the universe, let alone you know a, a spinoff movie, a spinoff to a character that we're not sure how we feel about yet because in Batman. we haven't seen him. Well, we saw him in. Batman v Superman. Oh, I meant uh, I meant Nightwing. I meant Dick Grayson. Oh well, yeah, we don't know that, but I mean, I don't need to see him established in another movie before we get him in his own movie. What I'm saying is, like, let's make sure that we're totally on board with the direction that the DC universe is going in cinematically before we give old Robin, old Dick Grayson, his own movie. Yeah. Now, do you think? That, that, excuse my interruption, Paul, but do you think that uh, if, if this is a successful movie, do you think the name Dick is going to come back and be popular again amongst, like, you know, newly born children? I don't think Richard's ever gone away. No, no. It, but it really hasn't. Who's in charge of the nicknaming? That's the thing. Like, that's how you get to be called Dick, is somebody nicknames you Dick. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe... You know, Richard Grayson, but his parents preferred Dick. I don't think anyone's going to be Dick ever again. 
Do you think the name Dick existed before the penis slang existed? It had to have. I mean, Dick was way too filtered into the nicknaming zeitgeist back in the 1930s or whenever that well, shit was taken. Maybe, place. maybe the the you know the genitalia slang will go away over time, and the name will kind of come back into prominence. Not Dick. Because Dick is so tightly attached to suck my dick. Like, Dick's never going away. Dick is always going to be your dick. Okay, what if it just transitions into cock? It doesn't. It, it's or, not I mean, right. Dickhead, it's not as smooth. You know, cockhead. Cockhead. Suck cockhead's my cock. Cockhead's a little different. Cockhead. What's more aggressive, dickhead or cockhead? Cockhead's more cockhead. aggressive. Yeah, but like. There's cock- something but sexual. You, but if you can say cockhead, everyone's going to be like, what? Like, dickhead is just. The, yeah, in 2017. But hey, maybe by the time we get to like 2018, 2019, by the time Dick Grayson has his, you know, own movie, we're not, you know, it's cockhead. No. No, I no, don't. Dick's Dick's going to be Dick. Dick's always going to mean penis. It's never going away. Yeah, you're probably I mean, right. I I see where you're going with this, but I I can't. I yeah, I can't yeah. get on board. Like, is the word gay ever going to mean happy again? I feel like no, probably But here's not. the thing. I feel like that word has taken on a third meaning, right? It went from gay meant happy, then it meant homosexual, and now it means kind of lame. I feel like that version was popular in the 80s and 90s with our oh, it's kinda, uh, our generation. Yeah. And now that's taboo to even say, so the kids... Coming up today, and I could be wrong. I don't fucking know what kids <laughs> what, say. What are the kids saying I don't, today? I have Ian? no idea. I'm an old man. Okay, what do you think? But of- I think that they don't want to offend anyone, so that saying gay as that is stupid is right. less. They don't want to offend anyone you? except for the person that they're addressing that whatever they're talking about in reference to them is lame. Oh, I feel like gay is just exclusively homosexual now. Just homosexual. I think. No, it's not happy. You're never saying somebody is gay and happy. It's completely transitioned to just homosexual. Because, I mean, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Have you heard anyone recently say, that's so gay? And you're like, yeah, totally happy. No, but I feel like Very I've cheerful. at least heard it in more of like, that's lame kind yeah. of connotation. But, um... But yeah, I haven't heard it in the in the happy context in quite a while, Paul. No, no one's gay anymore. They're just happy. Right. So Ian Nightwing. Uh I I'd, I'd rather see something else. How about you, Paul? Whoa, 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 whoa. Before you direct that, what would you rather see? D- DC Universe. What do you want to see? Uh, I mean, I'd rather see Justice League Dark. I'd rather see a Swamp Thing movie. I think that would be fun. Um, I'd Uh rather see Blue Beetle or a Booster Gold movie or a... Blue Beetle before Nightwing? Yeah, I'd like to see something different. Let's get outside the the Wayne Manor and go... Okay, hold on. DC has the chief moneymaker, though. This this is going to make Paul as mad as me dismissing the fucking last topic that we had. I'd even like to see a New Gods movie. Something fucking different. Take them into space. Do something crazy. Well, they're That's get- really funny because I was like, 
There's no way I'm going to be more mad than <laughs> when you dismiss that. But I am because that's fucking stupid. I know. I know you don't like that. But I would like I'd like to see something different. Well, we're 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 an eighth of the way there with Steppenwolf being the bad guy in the Justice League movie because that's fucking smart. It's not. It's fucking stupid. It's fucking dumb. You don't want a uh you don't want a what is Fourth World? Is that right? The Fourth World? Yeah. If you're doing like if you're doing parademons and apocalypse, your fucking bad guy better be Darkseid. And if you're doing two a two part Justice League movie, Darkseid better hand the Justice League their asses in that first movie in order for them to rally and really set up a big emotional payoff. I agree. In the second movie. I think Steppenwolf is fucking Steppenwolf. It's I think a Steppenwolf fucking is 70s band. Stupid. Aren't we it's getting It's not even it's not even Calabac or or the fucking Furies. It's Steppen it's not even Desaad. It's Steppenwolf. Motherfucker, we could beat Steppenwolf. I had a Steppenwolf action figure from the Superpowers line that you had to send away with like seven proof of purchases and probably that's fifteen dollars. And uh, then they sent you one in the mail. It was the only way to get it. You couldn't, you know, buy it in the store. And when it came, I thought he was the coolest looking bad guy. I was so excited by how cool he looked. Yeah, go look that up. But uh, Ian, I'm not I, disagreeing with you. I just no, don't I know. know what he looks like in action it, figure form. Okay, as to you know, six year old Matt, pretty cool. I'm not gonna fucking I, shit on you. I just want to say yeah, you, I, I think it's in your wheelhouse to do such a thing. But listen. Ian, what about like all the stuff that DC is making? Aquaman and Flash and Wonder Woman and Green Lantern. Green are they making that? Green Lanterns. I mean, you're getting some diversity there. No, they're not getting into, you know, the the darker characters or the god forbid the god characters, but I mean, it's not like it's all Batman all the time. Yeah, it it isn't. I just think that that you asked what else I would like to see, and that's my answer. Um, I'm not putting down the other things that they're doing. I mm-hmm. think Aquaman's going to be pretty Suicide cool. Suicide Squad. I, I enjoyed Suicide Which had Squad. Which a heavy Batman tilt. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Um, I mean, in fact, Batman was in it. So He was. Um, but I mean, three Batman villains. True. So, I just think that the DC Universe is expansive and has a lot of nice little pockets that we could go and Mm -hmm. check out and i don't think that so soon in the movie making process that we need to start doing spinoffs of one character did i hear this right that they're actually making a black adam movie they're gonna yeah the the rock Rock is is gonna be he's been cast for like three years now he's gonna be black adam in the shazam movie correct then he's going to spin off as Black Adam in Black, Black Adam. Adam. Now, what's that all about? Is that is he going to be a villain in that? Is that before he turned into a bad guy? I'm sure it'll be, you know, your uh, classic modern day anti-hero. Okay. That is something that I would not be excited for. I'm looking at the Steppenwolf figure that you sent away for, Matt. Can I see it, Ian? You yes, hold that you up? can. There was like a string to it. Is this right? Is this that, the one? Yeah, that's him. Yeah, man. that's him. Yeah, what a great handlebar mustache. 
Power Action Electro Axe Chop. Yep. Big favorite of the Matt Cassell play area? Yes. Yes, it was. Now, I, I remember, I distinctly remember, I don't know why I have this memory, but I remember when I got it, I brought him with me to a, like a baseball game that my brother was playing in. Um, and I remember I had, there was a string attached and, and I, I had the one end of the string and I just twirled him and I would twirl him around and I would twirl him at people like my Steppenwolf. <laughs> Steppenwolf has a lot of different variations in his dress. I watched uh, justice league action this week and the version that I got kind of looked like, um, like the Pied Piper. Green high hat kind of deal, sort of. I don't like that one. Super I like I like the one I played with as a yeah. as a young Steppenwolf youngster. Steppenwolf's good in the greater apocalypse hierarchy. He's general. Apocalypse sends out. He's nothing that Superman can't handle by himself. Superman's dead, my Wonder friend. Woman can't handle. Is Superman by dead? Herself. Yes, he is. No, he's not. He's healing. Like Kryptonians do, like they did in Death of Superman in the nineties. Right, but right, but he's not going to be around to fight Steppenwolf. Yeah, but I'm, come on, Flash could beat Steppenwolf by himself. Flash is still learning how to superhero it up. Grant Gustin could do it. Grant Schmustin. Yeah, like step. Fuck you. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. Boy, that's two weeks in a, in know, a, in a row. Answer, but like, you're not gonna develop an argument for Steppenwolf. Steppen, Steppenwolf. Is weak sauce. Like if you bring Kala back down, I'll be like, okay, this is a little threatening. But Steppenwolf, get the fuck out of here. Warner Brothers, DC. How about you make one movie that everyone unanimously likes before you go ahead and decide we're doing all this other shit? And I know financially, business wise, it's unfeasible. They need to plan ahead. They need to put this stuff all together. They need to get it all going. But, like, at this point, I feel like they're just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks on, you know, the fandom social scene. Yeah, I mean, they got a good bump with Lego Batman, and I feel like they're they're like, all right, well, what's, what's the closest thing to Batman? Nightwing, that's pretty close. People like funny. Chris McKay, you're in. Why, what about a, a Robin movie? What if they made the Robin movie where Jason Todd... You know, gets beaten by the Joker and and killed. Because that we would see be that a story. Movie. Oh, I think okay then. So you want that movie to be told from the Robin perspective? Yeah, why not? And then he Just dies. Fade at the, the end. black. Yeah, I don't know. Why fade not? Kind of different. Or whatever color a crowbar crashing through your eye socket is. Well, he he wasn't beaten to death. He was blown up. Is how he how he actually died. No, I know. Don't you well, think he, he might have... I think that was the insult to injury That portion. was the DC editors softening up the actual story, which was he was beaten to death with a crowbar. But we can't have the Joker go that far, so they added the explosion afterwards. So that, ultimately, story-wise, it's ambiguous why he died, but the writers had it, the Joker kill him. Yeah, yeah. Even though the Joker set the charges to blow up the warehouse, right? right? But it's like Batman doesn't use a gun, but cannons on the Batmobile are just fine. Fair game. Mm-hmm. Nightwing the- movie, come on. I mean, we there's there's much better out there. What yeah, would you like to see? There's no Nightwing even established. 
No. Who's going to play Nightwing? Like, there's there hasn't even been a hint in a Nightwing. Maybe that'll be the Justice yeah, who, League who surprise. Who could play Nightwing? Ian? I don't know. That, that Han Solo character looked pretty good in that photo. I He's think, I think and now, I haven't given this any thought up until right now, and we all know how much a fan I am of Zac Efron. But Zac <laughs> Efron could absolutely be yeah, Nightwing. Yeah, he could. He could. Because Nightwing is unanimously the hottest male in the DC That's universe. That's another thing that I saw on Twitter recently, is that Nightwing's famous for his butt. Is that right? <laughs> What? That's news yeah. to me. I'm a yeah. lifelong comic fan. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't Wing, know that either. Night, yeah. In, yeah, in I like Nightwing. how Paul's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah no, definitely. No, it is true. It is true. Nightwing is famous for being like the hottest DCU really? character. I didn't know that. Maybe I'm, I must be missing out. So if you're, but like, if you're going to go that route, you need to pick. You need to pick the hottest Someone who's American kill it. male actor. Right. You need to pick someone who's going to kill it. You can't pick. Michael Keaton for a billionaire playboy that makes women drop their panties as soon as he walks in the room because that's not Michael Keaton. You need to pick someone like Zac Efron. Also, Zac Efron He's also does in the right have age. A, he he has a comedic, you know, he has a, a good funny bone if we're going to do a little yeah. bit lighthearted because I think that's what they're go- that's why they picked Chris McKay. I think that he'd be able to handle it. Yeah, guys like um you know, a guy like Ryan Gosling would be good a few years ago. Jake Gyllenhaal a few years ago. But I think uh, Zac Efron's right in that wheelhouse right now if we're going to do Nightwing. I don't think a Nightwing movie needs made. Uh, I'd rather see Justice League Dark. Um, there's a solo Deadshot movie on the slate. I think that could be done well. DC's just throw, trying to throw everything out there right now, hoping something works. Uh, Wonder Woman's up next. You know, fingers crossed that pulls something something together, but I don't think we're going to see any Batman U nods in the Wonder Woman movie. Maybe Solomon Grundy, since he's um, he's timeless. I think they're going to stay away from any name villains. I think they're just going to go with the the world of man. I think so too. I don't think we're gonna see any any real DCU nods. Maybe we'll see the Blackhawks. Wait, the what? Really? Yeah the um, the fighter pilot Patrick the fighter pilots those guys. Yeah, Jonathan Tapes. The uh, the fighter the uh, World War Two fighter pilots that they can bump back to World War One. Maybe we see Uncle Sam and the Freedom Fighters. A little nod to that crew. Maybe we see the Ray. Yeah, something like that. Maybe. But I really think this is Wonder Woman is going to be totally separate from the greater. DCU. I think so too, and that's probably their best thing is to make a completely uh, self-sufficient film that can stand on its own. Being such a DCU fan, I just want something to work. Do you feel confident that Wonder Woman's like on a scale of one to ten? Confidence. <sighs> Seven. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Um, well, you know, Man of Steel was divisive. Um, Batman v Superman stunk. Matt, I know you like that movie, but to the greater good, Batman v Superman stunk. Yeah, it gets, uh, gets worse every time you talk about Suicide it. Suicide Squad was also, you know, up for grabs. Like, they haven't 
landed anything where fandom is unanimously on board yet. So Fananimous? Yeah, nothing's been fananimous. So hopefully Wonder Woman starts that trend. Like, I think Aquaman could be the surprise, the surprise winner, because that's slowly marching on, you know, filming's going on, casting's been happening. Nothing bad's been out about it yet. There's been no goofy stuff about it, maybe because it's so early. And maybe because no one expects anything yeah. from Aquaman. But, you know, I think Aquaman could be the thing that uh, galvanizes fandom a little bit and gets things put on the right track. Ian, do you agree? Do you think... One- I think Wonder Woman's going to beat Aquaman to that. I think Wonder Woman looks really great. Aquaman can be good. Yeah. I, I have faith in Jason Momoa. And um, is it, who's directing that one? Is it, it's not Justin Lin, is it? No, no I, I forget who's directing it. Yeah. But goddamn, they better give Black Manta that big Goofy helmet with helmet. the red eyes. Yeah. Because it's fucking cool. It's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. He looks so fucking neat with that big fucking helmet. Give him the helmet. Don't fuck around. If they give him anything other than that big helmet, I'm out. I won't go see it. <laughs> Not really. I'll still go see it. How confident are you that Wonder Woman's going to be the movie that they needed to be in? Uh, a seven. I am too. Is this the same scale that I just gave it? Yeah, yeah, same scale. I'm a seven as well. Pretty confident, but there's room to fuck it up. Always room to fuck it up. Just like the McSauce podcast. That's going to do it for us tonight. My name is Paul McGinty. Ian Sharpley. Matt Cassell. We'll see you next time. The best stroke fest you ever heard.